Hello everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Black and White FPL Podcast, Game Week 13, over and done with, and we're on to Game Week 14, recording this just a day before the deadline, which I'm pretty sure is at, yep, it's half one deadline this week, no early kickoffs, so yeah, a little time to mull over your teams, a little bit more time uh, than usual. And yeah, I'm coming at you um, after a, another honking week. Why is my OneDrive not signing? Stop giving me notifications. Uh, yeah, I'm coming at you with another honking uh, game week <laughs> review <laughs> in the uh, lead up to this preview. And uh, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm getting loads of pop ups here. This is ridiculous. And my Discord's popping up. This is ridiculous. This is awful. And now Steam's popping up. Oh my god, nothing's going right. Nothing's going right, for fuck's sake. My laptop's just updated. This is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, let's, let's just let, let's just get the review over and done with. Um, I got 43 points below the average again. <sighs> Head is... My head's done in with this fucking game at the minute. Um... Yeah, like, the last few game weeks when I was getting reds, I was like, I'm not too stressed about this, but now I'm sort of getting, I'm sort of getting stressed, I can't lie, <laughs> this is not good, um, yeah, it's, it's not good, it's not good, um, yeah, we're down to 244 kids, we're still inside the top 250, which is, which is fine, which is fine, but from where I was at, I was inside the top 100k, now I would say the top, we're just inside the top 250, so yeah, I mean, be thankful for what I've got, I guess, you know, there's still Don's kicking about, you know, I know there's still fucking content creators still kicking about with 4 million and like, 4, 3, 2 million brackets, but yeah, um, it's not going good at the moment, it's really not, um, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Cash, Alvarez, not Alvarez, uh, not even Cash, why am I saying him? Gabriel, Watkins, Holland, and Salah were my only returnees. Um, but yet again, I benched some returns. Um, and one of those returns being Anthony Gordon, who got 13 points against um, Chelsea. In hindsight, should I have started him over in Bomo? I think I've been burnt. Like, should I have started him over in Bomo and Palmer? Again, like, it's, it's one of the things where, you know, if you go back in time, would you do the same thing again and... Uh, it's it's hard to mull over this one because Newcastle's home are just so good, and it's 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 kind of a blunder on my part. I think it's a really just shit play from me, to be quite honest, to not start him. Um, yeah, yeah, thirteen points I mentioned, and big tasty as well. Jamal Asel, seven points on my bench when Shaw got two. That was a that's a flip flop, you know. That's a, that's one that I'm not gonna get pissed off over. Because that was really just anyone's guess, but yeah, um, the Gordon one really annoys me, to be honest. And um, yeah, that puts me up to a total of 48 points benched in my last two weeks. I don't even want to know how big of a swing that is. I don't even know how big of a swing that could be. Um, So yeah, that's brutal. And that'll probably end up biting us in the arse come the end of the season. So yeah, rough do. Um, And yeah, we got a couple of issues that we need to talk about. So yeah, let's dive straight in. Let's dive straight in. And um, the first talking point is probably like, it's a, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. Uh, something that I don't think a lot of people saw coming, to be honest. And that's the exclusion of Alisson. So, yeah, Alisson has been said to be sidelined for a good few weeks. And now that leaves the door open for 3.9 million young Irishman, Keevan Kelleher, to go between the sticks. And, you know, if the the route to Liverpool defence wasn't easy enough with Simicass coming in for Robertson, 
we now have an even cheaper option as a goalie. Now, let's 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 take our time with this one here because you know I think the keeper transfers without being on a wild card are normally considered boring or just not worth it. But with Kelleher, there's, there's definitely there's definitely worth in that. Me personally, I think because I'm looking at a wild card nineteen. You know, dead in, dead ending into eighteen, getting rid of players like Holland and Bomo and Alvarez. Um, Alvarez could be one of a chopping block already this week, but yeah, getting someone in like, uh, getting someone in like Kelleher before the wild card, just in time for when Alton's coming back and I can shift him out again, is a good shout on paper. It's just whether you can accommodate that with your current issues because at the moment I've got Flecken playing Luton uh, as my goalie, so. Yeah, like a lot of people are going to be in a similar position if you're looking on a game week 19 wild card, and you might be stuck in a shit keeper. You know, if you're, you know, I think it's worth just having a look at the fixtures and how and like just seeing if the juice is really worth the squeeze on this one because, you know, there's no point in really just diving straight into him if say you've got, I don't think Flecken's too bad for these next few. I think his games are fine. Um... You know, maybe if you've got like a Johnston, potentially you get rid. Obviously, if you've got Allison, which I don't think many people would do around um, in the content creator space, I don't think many people would. Um, you know, Vlakadimos, uh, Ariola still got fine fixtures coming up. Uh, Aleno, I don't think there's many way. I don't think there's many like keepers that I'd be willing to shift on instantly. In the case of you know, are these keepers going to get me clean sheets in the weeks coming? And, you know, with Kelleher, he's obviously got some great games coming up. Fulham, Blades, Palace in the next three, and Man United, not a bad game either. Um, but you know they're probably going to turn up for that. You know they're going to want to get something out of that, just because of the magnitude of the fixture. But, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I think with the Kelleher move, I think it comes down to mainly, is your goalie the biggest issue? You know, do you have other issues in the squad that you need to sort out more? You know, if you're, if you're more wanting to make a big move and go for say, say try and hop on the next bandwagon, you need money to do so, Keller has a fine option, because you're freeing up 0.6, um, in most cases, uh, you know, 0.6, 0.7-ish, in most cases, for bringing him in, so yeah, it's like, if, if you don't have any other problems, if you don't have many other problems, and you can afford to get Keller in this week, not in the sense of money, but afford to get him in, in the sense of, can I use a free transfer on him, feel free, and go for it, but yeah, I'd I'd back him to get I'd back him to get the old clean sheet. You know, there is obviously question marks over his ability, just because we've not seen much of Kevin Kelleher in the league since I think it was a couple of seasons ago when he was starting to get game time. It might have been the COVID season. I'm not too sure. I do forget how um, long he's been around the the club for, but I do remember there was a time where he did come into the team. And was getting Premier League game time. So, yeah, in terms of his ability, I'm not too clued up on it. But I think with a defence like Liverpool, Van Dijk seems like he, Van Dijk's having a really, really good season. I think their defence as a whole is solid. So, yeah, it mainly comes down to if Liverpool can keep Anfield um, as strong as it has been, as for God knows how long, and they can do the damage in the easier games away from home. So, yeah, look, if you need to free the cash up to make a move, then Kelleher is obviously your route into that. He's a he's a he's probably the best option for 
bringing money into your squad without making a big sacrifice, you know, saying get rid of a Son or an Alvarez, maybe, even though he is on the chopping block for a lot of people this week. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. If you can afford to get rid of him with, with a free transfer and you're still looking good for the week going forward, go for it. If you have bigger issues, like the ones I'm going to get onto um, later on, then, then yeah, yeah, I'd probably stick with what you've got for the moment. So, yeah, Kelleher covered. Um, let's talk about another player who I think a lot of people are um, looking to get rid of this week, and that's Matty Cash. So, yeah, with Matty Cash, a lot of people were hopping on around about just after um, his 17-pointer against uh, Burnley. And since then, he's been solid. Since then, he's been solid. Uh, a couple of clean sheets and an assist against Luton as well. Or oh, you might have... No, no, that was a clean sheet, sorry. Uh, he got subbed, didn't he? Yeah, but apart from that, there's not been too much to really shout about with Matty Cash. And, yeah, he's down to 5 million from 5.2. He's had a couple of price drops in the last few weeks. And uh, he was flagged. But, yeah, let's have a look at him real quick. So, I mean, minutes are obviously pretty pretty much a certainty for for Cash. I think him playing higher up is obviously a, a big... It's a big draw to him as a player because he is an offensive-minded fullback. And him playing higher up now in a right wing or a right midfield position is certainly a, a big pro to owning him. And yeah, again, like with Bournemouth away, I get that Villa obviously aren't as good as away as, as they are at home. I think that's literally impossible to be because they are incredible at home. So... Like with Bournemouth away, I think it's it's worth keeping. It's worth keeping in my eyes for that one. Just keep that in mind. He's got a good fixture for this next one. I think like you know holding him for this one and starting him is a is a pretty good shout to be honest. But in the other in the eyes of others, there's better defensive options. You know, if you've not got a Simicast yet, you know, is he? a player that you're wanting to get in. Is he someone that you can use to free up cash in the same way that Kelleher can? But, you know, you don't want to really get rid of uh, your goalie at the minute. Say that. Um, you know, is you know can you get Simicast in instead? Someone who can provide offensively as well. Um, you've also got the Arsenal defence. That is proven to be really popular. Saliba is a hot topic at a minute. Uh, I'd, I'm curious to what his price is at a minute because I'm pretty sure he's around a 5.5 bracket. Um, because he's certainly not cheap for a defender. He's 5.5 at the moment is a uh, Saliba. Gabriel's still 4.9 if you've not got him either. And Zinchenko's 5.1. So, yeah, there is light for like replacements when it comes to getting rid of cash in terms of Arsenal defence. does depend on the money that you've got in the bank. But, yeah, at the moment, I'm on Gabriel. And, yeah, Saliba's absolutely dunked on him points-wise. Because uh, he's a he's a bit of a bonus machine. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck was that? That was a mad voice break. Uh, yeah, he's a bit of a bonus points machine as um, William Saliba. And bear in mind, he's just a fucking mint f- centre-half as well. Yeah, the next two for Arsenal as well are really good. So yeah, just keep an eye on that for certain. I don't think Newcastle is a bad shout to go into. I think a lot of people have always got the cells at the moment. Uh, that's for certain, but it's looking like Botman uh, could be back uh, sooner than we think, or could be coming back quite yeah quite soon. I think international break was sort of the penciled in date 
for Botman coming back. I am just going to double check because uh, yeah, he had a yeah because Eddie Howe had a press conference this morning, one of the earlier ones. Um, yeah, so his quote was: "Sven is not training with us at the moment. We are building up to we're building up his load after his injury. He's reacting well to the work he's doing." We would love to get him back. He's a big player for us. So yeah, with that, it obviously seems like Howe is obviously eager. Well, not not eager in a sense. He's ready to get Botman back. And I think when Botman does come back, that spells the end of Lascelles with his start. So yeah, just keep an eye on that. But I think Lascelles for now is fine to keep around. I wouldn't be buying Nuvo because it obviously blocks your third Newcastle slot. It means that he'll be, he'll almost, he'll almost be dead ended. Really, you'll be stuck with him on your bench and not getting starts from him. So you know, if you're really wanting to dive into Newcastle defence and you can't afford Trippier or you, or you know you don't have him already, Fabian Shaw I still think is a great show. Fabian Shaw I still think is a fine show to get in. Um, his goal threat's definitely fallen off a little bit. He's only got the one goal this season. I'm pretty sure that was in the Champions League against PSG. Uh, but you know, he always has them spells in games where he will just bomb forward and join the attack. So, you know, if you do get, you know, it's it's a case of Shaw and I was most likely getting lucky that he's going to get on the end of one of these balls. He will, you know, he might receive it um, in a run of play uh, where he does join the attack because, you know, he does, he loves to do that. So, yeah, just keep a, yeah, I'd keep an eye on the, on the bottom injury for that sense. You know, if you are on a, I think when I do wild card, in game week uh, 19. I think looking at our fixtures from then, and we'll just double check now. Uh, yeah, it's, they are pretty good. Um, I, oh no, sorry, I was looking at the cities there. They're actually not amazing, to be fair, from a defensive standpoint. Like, I mean, going on from 23 onwards, they are looking good, but yeah. Um, but I think once we get past, I mean, even, even then, I think going on for the next six, I think we have solid defensive fixtures. Like, Man United is more than doable for a clean sheet. Everton, more than doable. Tottenham, yeah, a bit of an iffy one, but we do like playing Spurs. Uh, and it is a way as well, and we do have a decent record at their place. And then Fulham, Luton and Forest are pretty good for um, clean sheet odds. So, yeah, I think if you're wanting a safe bet, short. If you want a more short-term bet, it's most likely going to be the sells. But again, I wouldn't recommend buying um, new at the minute. Pedro Porro has also been a name on a lot of people's lips as well. Uh, for certain many for his offensive capabilities. Uh he is he's he's really came on leaps and bounds this season. Uh as Porro, he's looked a lot more comfortable and a more controlled right back to what he was last season. Like like I remember fucking uh people were people were calling him like terrible last season. Rightfully so, he was not good, to be honest. Um last season when he came in uh in the in the winter. But the fixtures aren't too bad. The fixtures aren't awful. Um, mainly, again, after game week 17 is where you're really looking at him. Uh, Forrest, Everton, Brighton and Bournemouth. Brighton, you know, have not kept a clean sheet yet still. Uh, so, yeah, there's room for offensive returns there. And if you're looking for clean sheets, I think the other three games that I mentioned are pretty good. And then Man United away as well, which is a fine fixture at the moment. Uh, for me, at least. That's that's how I view it. So, uh, so yeah, like there's... There's room to get rid of cash, that's for certain. Uh, and he obviously frees up a, a, a good bit of money as well if you're going down there again about uh, again around about f- 0.5 in most cases if you're looking to downgrade. 
but you know he puts money in your bank if you're looking to upgrade as well if you do already have a if you do already have cash in the bank but yeah like you know he's, he's playing high up Bournemouth away for me at the minute I don't think I'll be selling unless I do really want to make a sacrifice and and yeah yeah let's um let's get a shake on let's get a shake on let's get a move on um let's talk about strikers let's talk about strikers uh, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about shifting strikers uh, in recent in a in recent talk. Hmm. A lot of yawn there. Apologies. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about switching up the forward line because I think a lot of people had a had a pretty set front three for the time being, if not a front two uh, with a four point five sprinkle in there. Um, it was mainly Alvarez, Holland, and Watkins being the um, being the three that. A lot of people had on their had on their minds, so yeah. In terms of that, there's been talk about getting rid of Alvarez. I think a lot of people. I think with the. I think especially with the, um, the upcoming fixtures. I think there's a higher chance of him getting benched. Uh, coming up, I think for certain. Uh, his his uh, his like. His like nailed. Sense in the squad, is not as nailed at the moment. That's for certain. I think with the fixtures coming up, and then Watkins is currently flagged up, which is no joy for anyone because he's been like the he's been like the fantasy darling um, this season. Like, how many points has he had this season? I, I, can I can I see eighty five? Yeah, he's had eighty five, but the returns have been so consistent. The returns have been so so consistent. Uh, you know, only blanking and free returns in his last two. He's been really good, I and mean, then obviously with Bournemouth this week. Like, if there's any news that he starts this week, it's going to be hard to get rid. It's going to be quite hard to get rid. If you can shake it off, then yeah. But yeah, there's two names on the minds of fantasy managers. Um, well, actually, there'll be not really much news that he will start because he plays on a Sunday, yeah. So, yeah, it's really all call to make. But yeah, the, the names on a lot of people's lips at the moment. Well, there's three, actually. There's three, but the main two are, in my opinion, um, Isaac and Nunes. So, let's look at let's look at these two first. Darwin Nunes, as a player, is nothing but frustrating. That's for certain. He's nothing but frustrating. Like, you know, missed God knows how many big chances um, the other weekends. I do forget who he, play, who he played, but I think it was like something, it was a daft amount of big chances that he missed. Um... But yeah, like we've had this for the past year now, year and a bit with Darwin being a considerably frustrating striker to own. But when those returns do come, it's it's really worth it. It really is. Uh, in terms of his, in terms of ownership and him as a differential, seventeen point three percent owned. He's getting up there now. And um, but yeah. It's, it, with with Nunes, with Nunes, it really is just over the take with Darwin. I don't think he's a bad pickup by any means. I don't think he's a bad pickup, to be honest. Because uh, I think he's a good striker. I do rate him. I do think he's a good striker. But in terms of a fantasy asset, he is extremely frustrating to own. But for these next three, if you want to take a whack on it, it's a good it's a good pickup. It's a good pickup to be honest for the price that he's at. I think he's a good pickup. But when we look at Isaac, and I see him as as almost a better option. He's 0.2 million cheaper. Yes, he does. Yes, 
he is a bit of a glass cannon at the same time. But I just think he's a mint. He's just a mint striker. Vast the back in front of it. Again, with Newcastle strikers, it's like, you know, I remember, back, you know, you remember back a few seasons ago when, like, everyone was thinking, you know, when we had Bruce, um, if anyone's going to get Newcastle goals, it's going to be Wilson, and that was his main draw. At the moment, we do have more goals across the pitch, but Isaac is still such a threat up front and is one of the best in his position. Lower ownership, great fixtures going through for his next six, I think. Um, like that Man United game could really he could really do some damage in that one. And then obviously the ones from seventeen and eighteen that I mentioned earlier, Fulham, Luton, and Forest. Great option for those ones. Great option. Um, the only issue with me though is that. I have triple Newcastle, <laughs> so I'm blocked from getting him, and yeah, it's a bit annoying, it's a bit annoying that I, I can't get him in when we're getting rid of one of my uh, other players, so yeah, I mean, one that would work would be Shaw, would be getting rid of Shaw for Saliba, and then getting rid of Watkins for Isaac, I'm pretty sure just crunch of the numbers. Just off the top of my head, that would that would work. Because I think that's a really fucking good punt, to be honest. I think I'd really enjoy doing that. I think an Arsenal double-up is is pretty good at the moment. Um, like, oh, let, me just, let me just throw Saliba in real quick. That would work and free up some cash for me as well. That would give me 0.4 more than I already would have. So, uh, yeah, that, that at the moment would lead me to... Because I'd want to start Isaac and Gordon, to be honest, against Monday United. I think I would. Um, it would probably lead me towards towards benching Cash, to be honest, which is really annoying, considering I said he's a keep. Um, or maybe Simicas or someone like that. Um, it would give me a benching dilemma, that's for certain. That is, that's for certain, so... Yeah, yeah. On my front, it's a bit of a tricky, it's a bit of a sticky one still because I do want to own uh, Isaac. Um, and, and and yeah, uh, it would be the same thing with Darwin. He would also prevent me, he would also present me with a benching headache. Like, my, my depth, my strength and depth with the squad is just, ve- my, my squad is very good and I do pride my team on depth. I think it's, again, like I said, I think depth is a really underrated part of fantasy, having those options off your bench and you know, almost not having the bench, no, it's not having the issue of having, you know, but at the same time, it does almost give you the issue of having too many players to play rather than too little to play. So, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but I would be definitely looking into that move. That's for certain. And, you know, I think it brings us perfectly on the uh, captaincy and transfers. So, uh, yeah, I think when, when, looking at, when looking at players to sell this week, if you want to sell cash to bring in an Arsenal defender, I think that's a I think that's a fair move. I think that's a fair move to do. Um, Watkins and Alvarez, I think we just got to wait for um, pressers. To be honest, well, actually, no, not Alvarez because he's uh, not actually flagged. But yeah, I think we did get um, yeah we did get some news from Pep earlier saying that Kovacic is back, Nunes. It's close to being back, and Stones will be in the squad on Sunday. So, yeah, keep it in mind if you are a City defensive owner, you know, maybe it's a Ruben Diaz or a Kanji owner. Uh, those would be the main two. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think Cash, Watkins, and maybe even Son, I think you could be looking to, to get rid of this week. Son is definitely one that I'm, that I'm really just 
weighing up getting rid of at the minute. Like he's really pissed me off in these last few weeks. I thought the last three games he could have got returns in. Um, I just don't know whether it's worth the hold up until the wild card. I really don't know if it is. I think with the injuries they've got and three losses in the last three, it's three losses in the last three. It's they're looking really dilapidated at the minute. It's really not looking good for them. So yet, yeah, certainly someone that I've got to keep an eye on is Son. Um, getting rid of Alvarez, I think, is a again is a fine move. But again, like with the the Spurs defense, if he does start, I think there's a good chance of a return. Um, you know, I sort of couple him with Holland and the fact that you know if there's, you know, if I'm thinking Holland could haul in this game, I'm thinking Alvarez could also return slash maybe haul at the same time. So. Yeah, my my team values drop in. There's loads of questions to be asked, and it's yeah, it's it's a rough time for me. And with the this this couldn't come at a worse time with all these deadlines coming up. You know, with how busy the schedule is for fantasy managers, it's gonna be a tricky one. So, yeah, in terms of captaincy, um, it's a weird one because obviously, obviously Salah's got a bit of fixture, but Holland at home to a dishevelled Spurs team who have lost three in the last three it, it's a hard one to pass up it's a hard one to pass up um, this is going to be a real toss of the coin this week it's going to be a real toss of the coin on who's going to come out on top and I think it could really hurt some managers um, that's for certain it's also another game week where like, I'd be thinking I could bench boost this week and it would look fucking great like if I wanted to, I could get rid of Son for someone and then get rid of Turner for Kelleher and then bench boost Kelleher against Fulham, Palmer against Brighton, and then Lascelles and Shaw against Man U. I could see returns from all of them. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's really annoying. Um Yeah. I just want to touch on Palmer versus Gordon because a lot of people are like a lot of people are weighing up like who to get between them. Honestly, both are fine. Like they're both cheap enough to get in at this point, like I think if you're really struggling to figure out which enabler I get, like it's a, I, I, it's honestly like fine getting both in. Like I've got both and I'm happy owning both. I really am. Like I think both bring great assets to the table. I think Gordon is having again one of the best seasons, um, the best seasons for a winger this season. He's he's been amazing, uh, and with Palmer he's got pens and again has been amazing in his own right. So, yeah. Keeping that, I'd, I'd definitely keep tabs on both of them if you don't own either of them. But if I had to jump into one, if I had to jump into one, um, I, f- I think like long term wise, if you wild carded already, I think I'd look more towards Palmer, and that's me taking a tune bias out of it. I think these like the the next the next like what is it eight fixtures for Chelsea are mint, like they are mint fixtures, so. So yeah, I think Palmer would be the one that I'd be looking at. Again, he's cheaper than going at the minute by 0. 0.6 if you're buying new. And but yeah, yeah, I think Paul, I think both are perfectly fine options to go with. So yeah, captaincy still not sorted. Transfers still don't know. <laughs> it's fucking peak boys. It's rough times. It's rough times. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's rough stuff for me at the minute. So yeah. Um, Aye, he has to hope we fucking get a green this weekend. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, the only thing meaning the only thing good about going down a rank is that you can only, you know, it's easier to get a green arrow, I guess. Oh fuck me, it's yeah, it's rough times. If I get another green, it's gonna be oh, it's a long day for me. Yeah, I'm gonna have a bad weekend. Um, but yeah, he has to hope that platoon can win on a weekend, and then I can get a green arrow. So yeah. And uh, he has to hook on Reading and Leeds drops some more names this weekend, <laughs> this week as well. So, yeah, happy days. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, get one, with, get one to Twitter, get one the buttons uh, at Alfie underscore Clark twelve and at Black White FPL as always. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow us on Spotify, all podcasts, all that good stuff. And uh, aye, uh, he has to hook for a, a good week for once in a while. Uh, my name's been Alfie Clark. This has been the Black and White FPL podcast, and I will see you in the next episode. Tara.